This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Kyle. With me today is Ashford and Cooper. What's up, hey, what's happening? And uh, we've got... Wait, um, hold on. Why is it that Ash is... Are you trying to like look down on us? Why are you sitting up so high, Ash? I mean, Kyle's already got a complex. I know, I'm already short. You're like way up there. <laughs> I have to put it at the lowest setting just so I don't make Kyle feel too bad. But See? You're like sitting <laughs> there, there looking go. looking down on us. It's like... There we go. <laughs> that Cooper was big. That Ashford must be 7'2". Oh, he's huge. <laughs> Built like a Q-tip. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, before we dive in, as always, if you guys have questions on past episodes recommendations for future episodes you can email us at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com which is exactly what we're going to cover today a customer inquiry which we are all really excited about paul kaiser yeah mr paul um first off thanks for leaving the awesome review much appreciated and he also left us a question yeah and he shares the you know the name with the one of the coolest generations of jeep there is kaiser there you go Yeah. yeah um but yeah, thanks for uh, reaching out, Paul. We are going to cover your content on this episode. As always, you guys can also tune in on YouTube to see us, not live, but you get to see our faces there. Uh, Spotify, Apple or Google Play, iTunes, all the spot podcast stations. Did you say spot podcast? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you guys can find us everywhere, and we definitely want to take a quick moment and say thank you. This is all organic. We do it after hours. We enjoy doing it. Uh, we're enthusiasts, mm-hmm. and you guys have helped us kind of climb those rankings, so it's all much appreciated. It does not go unnoticed. Mm-mm. So thank you for that, but let's dive into it. Um, yeah, if I recall correctly, his question was, lockers are expensive, so... If you had to choose only one, which one would you pick, the front or the rear? 
and why yeah that that was uh pretty much it and that's it's really cool because this question is stemming from his personal build he's right. getting ready to do a build and he's like gosh where would i put it now i will preface this before we dive into it because i th- i find it uh something that i think a lot of people would agree with his theory is if i only have one spot to put it i'm going to put it in the rear because that's going to help me push things that's what everybody over says. obstacles and that's what you I think got, i got some i got some serious i know both of you guys do oh, yeah. oh, no. um so let's dive into it you're building a rig no lockers you're doing it on a budget, front or rear. Which one do you go with first? Well, let's just throw it out there first. Starting off, which one do you pick, Kyle? Um, for me personally, having the capability on my ZR2, having the front and rear locker, yeah. Um, I would select front first. Yeah. You, you, Ash. I think it's one hundred percent subjective to the build, what axles it has, and how it's being used off road. So I'm going to be probably like like right down the middle i think in my area on how i wheel i would go with a front locker well you're a toyota guy i'm surprised you aren't like <laughs> center diff <laughs> all-wheel drive <laughs> we're gonna lock that sucker up uh, now, i funny. would probably go with a front locker if i had to choose between the two but i'm excited to get into it because i think there's a lot of there's a lot of debate between doing front and rear and i yeah. think in my own personal opinion here, it is really subjective to the vehicle, what totally. differential it has, what type of off-roading you're doing, what your budget Tire is. size, gear ratio. Yeah, right. I'm excited to get into that a little bit. I think we'll definitely try to Weight of the vehicle. Where the weight is. <clears throat> on, on the vehicle. <laughs> totally. Yes. I, I'm with you. Like Just to throw mine out there, it's front like all the way. And and that, like if, if you had asked me when I first got started what I would pick, I automatically i'm right there let's do the rear that's the one right that way we we push us <laughs> so well, that's what you know a lot of these trucks that come with lockers from the factory that's all they have is a rear locker rear. yeah and even and even like the, the jeep like they require you to lock the rear locker before you can lock the front locker. was the same on the zr2 which once you get to learn how to use those it's lockers, totally it's, lame it's frustrating because you're like i just want to engage the front i just need you, the front right I, yep i had no idea that the ARB air locker harness because I just had the yeah I took like five thousand feet of wires out of it. It yeah. won't allow you to engage the front locker unless the rear locker is engaged. Yeah, you, unless you bypass it, of course, and then it, yeah. it's just a power jumper. But yeah, that I think it, that might be part of the reason why I I hack up that ARB harness so much. Sorry, ARB, but <laughs> you got to get with the times. <laughs> so I think this is definitely interesting because at the table here you've had selectable lockers front and rear i've uh, yeah i've had a rig that had selectable lockers front and rear mm-hmm. and i know you've been in multiple rigs that have had selectable selectables lockers, front yeah. and rear and i think that definitely gives us enough knowledge being able to select and drive an obstacle with just the front right or just the rear or open open and kind of get a feeling on which one works better in what situations yeah well and like for me the biggest one is it's typically like if I'm if I'm in a spot where I got to use lockers, <clears throat> it's not like all the whoop house. Typically, right. it is technical wheeling. It is tight. It is yeah. controlled. And I need to keep it, um, you know, where I want it and not have it fall in. And that 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 right there is the main reason why I pick the front. I mean, a lot of people will <clears throat> will pick the rear, and I have. I mean. 
when I first started wheeling, the rear locker was the first one I would turn on. Don't mess with the front. I don't right. know how strong the front is, you know, as I'm, yeah. as I'm getting a little bit more um, <clears throat> understanding on, on everything. And we're, we all start somewhere. Um, that front locker, I use it 99% of the time. And the moment I'm over the obstacle, I shut it off. Like right. if I'm out on the trail with a new wheeler, my first thing is don't like if I have a conversation with them, don't don't use your lockers as much as you think you need to. Don't don't even turn them on unless you're stuck, because otherwise you're going to make every aspect of what we're doing here more difficult. Totally, because I learned the hard way um, on the very first obstacle I did. I was with Dave Chappelle and my truck, my ZR2 at the time, and I was complete novice to wheeling. It was in Moab. And I was just like, oh, I'm a little bit stuck here. So I put all my lockers on. And Dave, did, he didn't say a peep to me. Didn't say a word. And I know you probably wouldn't have either if we were sitting there. But I was like, I can't steer. This is so hard. Why is this? And until you really understand like what what you are compromising oh, yeah. as far as steering and other things, how strong your axles are, um, I, I, th- I think the first step is to understand like how to use them. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of good, too, because bringing up the no steer part because this, this can we can get pretty deep on this oh yeah but looking into the axles front and rear and looking at sizing and selecting the locker um i definitely want to dive into pros and cons of the two sure i think that would probably be the best way to break it down is to maybe look at pros and cons yeah okay um pros uh air locker I like I like those over electric. Yes. Why? Um, because they have failed less when I've been out wheeling than the electric versions. I can't tell you one trip that I went on that there was an electric locker that there wasn't a a, a failure of it that we had to figure out how to bypass. Gotcha. <clears throat> Which, when I say bypass, I mean pull the diff cover, weld the heck out of everything, <laughs> right, and have a spool for the rest of the week. Gotcha. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess that's a good a good point because when we're talking lockers, again, a bit subjective between what locker. Because if you're going to go with, a, I mean, locker could be a spool. It could be a lunchbox locker. It could be a selectable locker. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to encourage guys to go to selectables because it's the best of both worlds. You can, especially if we're recommending a front differential locker, being able to disengage it and still be able to steer the vehicle without having any sort of scrub or push yeah. um, is kind of key to be able to make tight trails. Well, and, so. and kind of what I find, like, if, if you don't have a rear locker and just the front, it's still it's still relatively easy to steer because at least it wants to pull the nose around. Right. But when you have that rear locker engaged, the dynamic changes completely because it just wants to push you mm-hmm. through those tires instead yep. of allowing you to pull the front around. Um, you know, some of the other some of the other things are, are the types of. And, and you brought this up, the type of differential you're putting in them, like an airlocker in a, a nine inch isn't like the greatest if that's what you have in the front. You know? I was I was more thinking like size of differential. So consider if you had the option to uh, rewind a little bit, most vehicles out there have a larger rear differential, at least as far as ring and pinion size, axle shaft strength in the rear than they do in the front. The front, we usually have universal joints or CB axle shafts or Burfields or, you know, depending on the platform, but the front axle is always weaker than the rear. I don't really know many, I can't think of anybody. It makes a weaker rear than the front. (laughs) No, especially since, you know, 99% of all the driving is 
don't quote me on those numbers. I'm throwing them out there, but <laughs> I know a lot of people that have a four wheel drive lever, but have never actually engaged it. So <clears throat> the rear diff is always being used yep. no matter what. Yeah. So kind of consider that when selecting locker, I think we all pretty much always recommend going with a front front locker over the rear. Yeah. But if you have a build where you're really limited on funds and you don't have the funds to purchase an aftermarket axle shaft, maybe to go along with the front locker, mm -hmm. that could possibly push you towards rear locker. Sure. Well, and it, it could push you towards, I mean, like you start jumping into this, like we could squirrel on, yeah. like it could be as quick as us saying front locker. That's the one I would recommend. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for tuning when, in. When you talk about everything, I mean, does, does the truck, does the platform have the ability to have hubs? Cause if, if it does, then that also opens up options for like a Detroit locker, yeah, sure. something that'll just lock automatically. And then if you need to disengage the front, or if you really want to get crazy with it on the front, you know, you could spool it and count on undoing hubs i remember <laughs> remember my first trip i ever went out we were going to do this pretty nasty line in idaho and i didn't have time this was on a second gen toyota pickup just like an 85 pickup i didn't have time to do really anything so i knew the most important part was lockers well right. pulled the front diff welded it threw it there back in <laughs> still push and pull steering thankfully i had locking hubs the yeah. rear had already been welded but it was so funny because I had to get in and out of the truck so a many thousand times. times to make it around like nine point oh, turns yeah. around the just just stupid. So yeah. having locking hubs went a long ways um, in that scenario. But steering power is also something to consider. Yeah, yeah. it it definitely hydro assist makes yeah. makes a front locker a whole heck of a lot easier for sure. Or, or just really good. Like I don't know. It seems like the Toyotas do just fine with the. the the power steering they have on their afs but for straight axles yeah i would definitely recommend hydro assist as an upgrade eventually yeah. if if you don't have a selectable locker and then depending on on which rig there are some really really good options available like especially for the newer jeep platform yeah so what's your thoughts on weight distribution? Uh, I know, again, this is kind of a, t a subject that you can get squirreled on because we can talk about either, you know, a purpose-built rock crawling machine or a really overloaded overland machine. I like overland rock crawlers, personally. Right. Hey, I like howitzer. It. Howitzer <laughs> gets it, yes. Um, but what's your thoughts? Is, I mean, as far as weight distribution goes, I mean, Ash and I were briefly talking about this topic a little bit before. A lot of your weight just naturally is on the front end over that front axle, which is going to help right. if you Between do have a front Between engine, cab, right. bumper, winch, everything yeah. else you're throwing there. You, you get, especially in a truck platform, you get a lot more weight than you would expect over the front, which is an interesting one when you start talking about tire pressure because yeah, you can run so much less in the rear of an unloaded truck. <clears throat> but um you know, on, our, on on something like that, yeah. I mean, you're moving as much weight to the rear and hopefully trying to keep it as low as possible in the platform. Yeah. Right. When you really try to break down the fundamentals, I, I like talking about this too, because you, you break in the fundamentals of off-roading in general. Mm. The whole time, you know, the times that you are looking for a locker are usually when you're climbing something, mm. in my experience. Oh, I yeah. mean, very little times have I ever required a locker on, level ground. only when i've turtled yeah, that 
or if you're and in even then it didn't help <laughs> um, so when we talk about weight bias definitely like let's say a pickup um, any of your common pickup platforms weight bias on that vehicle i mean it's far far more on the front axle just because of the engine the cab like we noted mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it, an easy example is is trying to drive a four-wheel drive pickup with nothing in the bed in the snow or the mud in two-wheel drive the rear, right. the yeah. rear tires don't do anything because there's hardly any weight yeah. any pounds per square inch on that tire most of the weight is up front. um that's actually pronounced psi you're welcome okay. thank you <laughs> so <laughs> squirrel so i mean you're looking at the weight bias between the front and rear tires and there's definitely more weight up front so it's that's one of the reasons why the front locker is a lot of times far more effective than the rears because you actually have far more traction on the front tires at all times rather than the rear and and generally once you get the nose up on stuff it's easier to pull right pull the rear through but the biggest thing is like you can't you can't push it through the wall it'd be better for it to climb the wall and then pull the rear up yeah and another interesting part that i always notice with having selectables is running the front open exactly like you say trying to push a tire up a wall or an obstacle the front tires very very difficult the rear end usually breaks traction Um, you won't hold traction on the rear tires the rear end will break free or one of the biggest issues i always found was having the rear locked only and climbing an obstacle if you have weight bias to one tire or the other it always wants to pivot off of the tire that has the most weight yeah so as an example, you're climbing an obstacle, left tires in a hole, right tires up on the hill. If you don't have a front locker, all the weight transfer goes to the tire with the most traction in the hole, and it wants to move the whole rig right let's down say, there. into that hole. It yeah. wants to pivot <clears throat> off of the tire with the most traction. Where if you had a front locker and the rear open, it would pull the rear tires through that ops, you know, through that obstacle without the rear and grabbing hold, traction. Hold, hold that position. It's funny you bring that up because this last um I, I just recently went on a trip and the amount of times that i was telling people to turn their rear locker off because it kept washing the rear down oh, right where they didn't want it to be and uh it, it, it was fun it's just kind of fun when you see that you know understanding come out in yeah. people where they're like turn my rear lock oh wow look at that it just stayed right it, up there it goes now. where i want to now and that's really applicable not only for rock but I found that even more oh, yeah. effective in the snow. Totally. Because the rear end of the vehicle, I, I remember oh, being on. Push you. Yeah. A lot of trail, not, not only pushing, but let's say side hilling. Oh, my When gosh. you have the rear locker <laughs> engaged and you brake traction on both rear tires at the same time, the vehicle wants to go downhill. It wants to fall down the hill. Yeah. And that can be super sketchy depending on where you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Cooper, I know you riding in Howitzer with you and doing a lot of co-dogging. Right. That, like you mentioned previous, the first locker that comes on 90% of the time is your front locker. Yeah, it's usually the only one that has to come on. So is there ever a situation or, or something that you can think of or a build maybe that you would say, yep, I'm doing a rear locker first? Um, me personally? No, yeah. there's no way I would ever do a rear Always locker front. first. Always front. Even if it was like not necessarily a wheeling machine, it was more for like recovery purposes on like a heavy overland rig, you still, still go front? That. I'd still do the front makes sense they are expensive and yeah it should be somewhere (laughs) that it's going to be the most beneficial right now is there anything people should look out for if they are going at the front locker mentioning you know ash's previous comments on that is typically or not typically that is the weaker axle right any other upgrades that you would recommend to go along with that 
Uh, depending on the platform, sure, there might be some recommendations for some axle shaft upgrades. Um, outers, you know, depending on what's there, like maybe upgrade the hubs on it to something a little bit sturdier. Um, <clears throat> yeah. This really falls back to with recommendations as far as upgrades to a lot of it is driving experience because you can really get through a lot of obstacles having enough seat time without having to upgrade other components. Yeah. But in what I mean by that is you throw a front locker in and you crank it full lock, Oof. any sort of U joint or CV axle, that's a lot of stress on that shaft itself. And Not that's usually happy, the weakest. Happy. Yes. So if you're going to do a front locker, I mean, it, it's totally application dependent. Um, so it's not going to be applicable to everybody, but I think we cover it when we say the next upgrades would be axle shafts, some sort of upgraded hub, depending on application, and then upgraded steering in order to help aid steer a front axle that's locked. Especially with, depending on what tire size you have. Yeah. Because boy, you get the bigger, bigger contact patch tires and man. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Start airing down, bigger footprint, bigger tire, lock the front. More weight. More traction. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. It's great. What just popped? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was your sector. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some pros and cons there. Um, I would say some cons of doing a front locker from the rear. Again, expense. It's always going to be a bit more difficult to install a front locker than it will be a rear just because front axle shafts have, you know, U-joints and other components that are a bit difficult to work around and steering things. Yeah, and depending um, on, on how the setup is, the amount you've got to tear apart just to get to the diff, like on a Toyota, for instance. Oh, boy. Yeah, a, a total, you know, application dependent right there. Independent front suspension vehicles like, let's say, my Tacoma. Getting into the front differentials of that's a big chore compared to pulling the rear third member quite yeah. easy. You know, your eight bolts, couple brake lines, pull off the diff away you go. Um, so it is again, application dependent, but, um, what, what are some more cons of God, just understanding, understanding the strain that it's going to put on your front end. And, and like you touched on with the steering and, you know, wh what's your positioning on stuff? Um, I do know a couple of times, when I actually had my locker on on the front and it was because um, I really, really, really needed it to pull the nose over a certain way. And it, it was not doing what I wanted it to open because the, the traction wasn't there on one of them, on one of the tires, the tire I needed it to be <laughs> on, of course. And uh, <clears throat> so um, knowing that, you know, any, anytime you get in a situation like that, just be careful and uh, go slow and controlled and the moment you know you're in the clear shut it off and the the thing is like with selectable lockers everybody expects it to be off right away well all that stuff is bound in there so like you'll yeah, have the tires turned you'll have everything stressed the axle splines are, are in that carrier and they're holding everything in place like they don't disengage until everything kind of unloads a little bit so know totally. that yeah, I always found the easiest way, at least in my own experience, is when I get past an obstacle and I'm looking to shut the locker off, rocking the steering wheel just a tiny bit left to right will create enough, let's say, movement in the left and right axle shaft to usually unload it and yeah. get it to unlock. And if you can't and you need it unlocked so you can steer, you know, 
sometimes I've, I've thrown it in neutral or even in reverse for a yeah. second. Just even just the unload of throwing it in in neutral will sometimes be enough for that locker to be able to disengage. Yeah, really. I guess pros. If we're talking pros on the rear axle, um, I think we've kind of already covered it. But strength. Yeah. Right. Installation quite a bit easier. Application. Um, they're more rear differential locker applications than there are front. Absolutely. Um, really for off road, there's not a whole lot of times that I would prefer to have the rear engaged over the front. Mm. Um, the only time, the only time that I've always found it to be extremely effective is descending, going downhill, having the rear locker end tends to keep the vehicle quite a bit straighter. Um, and yeah, my experience, you, you drag, you, you can drag the rear more. Yeah. Well, and let's be real. The other time it's a lot of fun is on a logging road out in the middle of nowhere when you're like <laughs> getting jiggy with it, drifting yeah. corners. That's pretty, until traction control kicks in and says, no, we're the fun police. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they have a fuse for that. Yeah. <laughs> ABS controller. Bing. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I think it's unanimous, folks. If you can. Paul, if you can do it. Do get, the front. Get yourself a front locker, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully this is a little bit quicker one, but this is what we like doing. Send us your questions. We'll do a quick episode on it. We'll cover everything you want to hear, our personal thoughts. Uh, again, thank you, Paul, for sending that email yeah. and leaving us that awesome review. We appreciate that. Uh, if you guys want to leave us a question, comment, review, it'd be much appreciated. You can email us at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Dot com. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we made it sound like it was going to be way more in depth, and yet that's the yeah, problem. I mean, like I even with thirty threes, thirty fives, forties, forty twos, whatever, I'd still do a front locker first. Well, and it's tough too because a lot of these questions they're great questions, but they you, it's so easy to get snowballed onto these yeah. all other topics that mm-hmm. come into play. So I think that's just off road rigs in general when we talk right. about that's them. That's why it's, you're such never a, done with your project. It's such a <laughs> snowball effect because it's not as easy as talking the front locker. It's yeah. okay, what size do you have? What exactly. tire size? What axle shafts? What, what you know, How are you using it? What type of off road situation? So it's it's difficult to answer some of these questions. We try to make it a little more generic when we're when we are answering to try to be more applicable towards more yeah. people. And I think but, it does say a lot too, from my perspective. Wheeling with Cooper and the Howitzer, which is a big 10,000 pound truck, gone through some crazy, crazy obstacles. And yeah, every time front locker, if we need a locker, it's always front locker. Yeah. Click, get the nose up, shut it off so I can steer when I come off it. Yeah, good to go. Yeah. So again, thanks, Paul. Hopefully that answered your question, assuming you took all the other side (laughs) things into consideration. Hopefully you're not. (laughs) Um, more, more confused, confused. <laughs> it's like what are these guys talking about wait what um, i've got to sell my rick no. yeah. <laughs> yeah um again thanks guys we appreciate it and uh we'll see you next time on another episode booyah